Mama Pod, real ass moms sharing real ass experiences, the things people don't tell you. Hey, Mama, hey. Hey, Mamas, what's up? How you doing, friend? I don't know what is going on with me singing in these. <laughs> I know, I always feel like I'm a singer. And I'm we... not a singer, I can't not sing. Not at all. At all. But I do feel like I, my voice get like real high pitched sometimes, or I do try to sing and... <laughs> I cannot sing. No, I am not a singer by far. In my head, I can really sing. <laughs> y'all, if I knew how to sing, y'all would not be able to shut me up. I'll Won't. tell you that right now. Mm-mm. I would be the Beyonce of the world, but I would have to know how to dance, too. Because <laughs> I can't dance or sing. That really oh. sucks. Damn, what am I good at? Um, Let me see. <laughs> Friend, you're good at organizing. Yeah. You, you are good at organizing and keeping folks on track. You're right. I will say that. That you that is a strength of yours. Mm -hmm. You can't sing or dance. That's okay. But you are good at keeping folks on track. And I'm good in the background. Like I'm a good background person. Even at film when we had like when we had like step (laughs) when we had like step shows and stuff. Like I wasn't a stepper, but I was holding like the props or picking up the props off (laughs) the stage. Yeah. So I'm a good helper. So, because I even tried out for the step team, and it was like, no, bro. You tried out for the step yeah, team? Yeah, it was like, my line sister, my fave, Tierra Rick, she was our stepmaster. She's like, I love you, but no. Uh-uh, friend, why you put yeah. yourself in that position? I wanted to try a new thing. Okay. but I, I was, love the confidence. I was so bad at it. I knew I was bad at it. <laughs> it's yeah. the confidence that I'm, I'm going to try this out and see if it work out. Yes. And if it don't. I'll help. Even for our probate, I was all the way in the back, and it was a simple step, and I still messed it up. I just knew when to stop and freeze and cheese, and that's all I need to know. Everything in between that, girl, hot mess. So, friend, what are we talking about today? So, this episode, it's just me and you. Yeah, we just kicking it. And the people wanted this. Like, everyone, or not everyone, but people have wrote us and said, like, I really love what y'all doing. Like, the podcast is bomb. The episodes are good. The topics are needed. Mm-hmm. But sometimes we would just want to hear from you two. Yeah. So we was like, okay, that's good feedback. And like we said, when y'all give us the feedback, if it's good feedback, we try we'll to do it. it. Absolutely. And we even had that on reflection. Mm-hmm. We looked at all our episodes and we we're like, damn, they haven't heard from us since episode two. Right. Just us. Just us. So we wanted to just connect with y'all, you know, allow y'all to get to know us more. Mm -hmm. Like you've kind of learned a bit more about us throughout the conversations we've had, but it's different when it's just me and Devin. Right. So I think this will be good. Okay. To just, you know. Well, you know, I got 21 questions, child. I mean, you stay with them. I I do. (laughs) I'm nosy. I'm I'm nosy, <laughs> yes. but in a not in like a I'm not nosy in a, in a good way. way. Yes, I'm very intentional. Like, oh, if I if I ask you how's it going, like I really mean that shit, mm-hmm. and I'm really like I, I'm a person that will follow up and check on you if you're going through something and things like that. Like I've always been that way my whole life, so it's nosy like in a good way. Yes, not in a malicious way. So you good friend with your questions? Yeah. So what's right. the first question you got? All right, I'm kind of interviewing you. okay i know almost everything about you but i feel like i try to tailor my questions for you um (laughs) for things that we may not necessarily talk about okay if that makes sense i'm gonna have to ask you some questions Okay. okay so my first question would be what do you absolutely love about yourself Ooh. it could be physical it could be personality it can be anything Mmm. What do I love about myself? I love that I can have a resilient attitude. Mm. And that love about myself came after I had Eli. Mm -hmm. Because you all know my birth story. You know my journey to mamahood even. Um, I had to be resilient And because I was in a space where I had a lot of responsibility and I couldn't put that responsibility to the wayside because of my personal experiences, I had to be resilient and know who I am and know whose I am. Mm -hmm. Right. And when I say whose I am, I mean by my faith with God. Right. So I have had to push myself to just get to the finish line, 
despite how I was physically and mentally feeling. And after, I'm going to say that having him was an accomplishment because of everything that I went through. And understanding my process, understanding where I was in life, and knowing where I'm at in life now, I'm like, I'm a pretty resilient person. Like, there's, I'll just get through it despite how I feel. So I would say that's something that I love about myself is that I'm going to push through and get to the finish line despite all the obstacles that between that are between the start and the finish. That was really so, good, yes. friend. What I about lo- you? I love that about you, too. Oh, thank you, darling. Yes. What do you love about yourself? <sighs> this is a tough question for me to answer. And I was sitting here reflecting, trying to really figure out what I love about myself because mm-hmm. I can be very negative towards myself. Like, I'll build anybody up, right? Yeah. Like, oh, my gosh, you can do it, da-da-da. But for myself, like, I have a lot of self-doubt or I don't like the way I look or things mm-hmm. like that. Like, I'm very hard on myself. And we gonna, we working on that. We, we're working on that. I am trying to get a little better. Um, but what I would say, what I love about myself is my ability to help others. Mm-hmm. Um, even from a small child. And I don't know if it's because I, um, just growing up with a single mom and being a part of a large family, like we always had to help each other. Mm-hmm. So my ability to really just dive in and help and not want anything in return. You don't really see that with people a lot of times. And so, like I said earlier, when I am checking on you, like I'm really checking on you. If you say you need help with something, I will be there to help you. Um, But that is a blessing and a curse, too, because sometimes people try to take advantage of that. So now after being a mom, I know how to draw the freaking line because I have gotten taken advantage of a time or two before. Family, friends, whoever. Mm -hmm. Foes, woes. Uh, (laughs) Foes and woes. Right, hoes. Hoes and foes and woes. Now I'm around. Rapper. I'm a singer turn rapper. <laughs> Not a rapper. Singer turn rapper. Holes and foes yep, and woes. Yep. We can make a track out of hey. that one. <laughs> Anyways, um, no, but seriously, like I um I love that about me. And mm-hmm. Jared so Jared's the total opposite. He'd be like, hell no. <laughs> and so I'm like, no, we have to help them. So he's like, you know, you really balance me in that area. Mm-hmm. Or just making people feel good about themselves. I love like even if I'm not like super close with you, but I know it's your birthday or something like that. Like I will, and you're like close proximity. I can mm-hmm. do something for you or something like that. Mm-hmm. I will try my hardest to even get you like a little cake and a card and a balloon. Like I just love doing stuff for other people and making them feel good. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause you never know what people are going through. So my ability to do that, I'm a giver. So I yeah. do love that by myself. Um, but I am working on boundaries because, like I said, some people take advantage of that. So, yeah. friend, that I will say that that is a hundred percent accurate about you. You will, you are very dependable, and you will help anybody that you can, whether you know them or not. So I that know. is a hundred percent. I've seen that. <laughs> um, so yes, I can a hundred percent agree with what you said. That is a great trait to have, and you keep it up and. Set those boundaries. Yeah. Yes, ma'am. Because we ain't letting nobody take advantage of you. Not no more. <laughs> hey, I got kids now. Right. You taking right. advantage of them, too. It, so right. I don't play about my kids. Right. So while we're talking about things that we like about ourselves, there's always room for improvement. Mm-hmm. We're not perfect in any way. Right. And we're always a work in progress. So right. what is one thing that you are working on personally yourself? Ooh. I'm working on a lot of things. Can I say two things? Sure. Okay, because two things come to mind when you ask me that question. Okay. So my first uh, thing would be negative talk to myself. Like Mm -hmm. I said, um, image-wise, like I've always been a smaller person. And to some, I'm still small. But to me, like I'm not used to the body that I'm in, right? Mm -hmm. I had two nine-pound babies. Went from 150 to 230 pounds, uh, both pregnancies. Uh, I never actually got back down to 150 with Jay. Um, but just really loving the skin that I 
I'm in because that's been very hard for me. Like I don't, and I think I said this before, um, like I don't see beauty in my stretch marks. Like I see them in other people's stretch marks, but for some reason I don't see them in mine. (laughs) Um, I don't see beauty in the loose skin that they left me in. Like just the other day, I think I was talking to, you know, I was dead serious. Like, why did they do this to me? Like, what did I do to deserve this? (laughs) Like, (laughs) My waist was just so small, <laughs> and my stomach was on flat, flat, and now I'm just on fat, fat. It's just, <laughs> girl, you got two songs. Oh, girl, I got fat, two oh, hits. Flat, flat. No, so Come fat, check fat. me out. You need a ghostwriter? <laughs> I got you, girl. But I'm just like, I am struggling with that. But now, like seriously, I look in the mirror and I tell myself, "You are beautiful." Mm-hmm. Jared loves you. He doesn't care. Like, why do you? But like, yeah. I still should care, right? Um, because you want to feel beautiful. You want to be. Um, you want to feel great in the skin that you're in. Yeah. But I'm also making changes. Like, I'm down nine pounds. I've been working out heavy. I've mm-hmm. been watching what I'm eating. And like, we're gonna clap. We're I've gonna clap been for that. intentional for that. Thank you, friend. I've been very intentional. So not only if. I don't like what I see. Like, I'm trying to change it, too. Because mm-hmm. before I got in a run, when I was, like, working out, not working out, making excuses, eating what I want, getting the milkshakes every Saturday. Like, oh, well, I deserve this. And I do, but within moderation, right? Mm-hmm. So you can't sit here and say you hate this body, but then you're not doing anything about it, right? Yeah. So I am trying to tell myself that I am beautiful and as well as work out You more. are a beautiful, friend. Thank you. The you second are. thing I'm working on personally is my relationship with God. Um, so I should have said that first, but I mean, there's no right order, but, um, I'm not a person who like grew up in a church. Like I always knew who God was. My mom told, told us or whatever. And it, it was kind of weird because my first stepdad, he was like a Jehovah witness. So we went through that. And then my second stepdad was a Christian. Um, I was saved and baptized at the age of 12. And so like, I always had this relationship, mm-hmm. but I wasn't like super religious, right? I can't quote scriptures from the Bible or I didn't read the Bible every single day of my life and things like that. So now that I have kids, like I want them to be better Christians than what me and Jared and I are like Jared grew up in the church and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but, and he can quote scripture stuff like that, but I just want them to look at us and be like, okay, I want to follow God just like mommy and daddy and do more and serve mm-hmm. more and serve God to more capacity. And I have been praying for God, for our relationship to be closer and for me to be a better Christian and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's funny because God is definitely showing up in my life. Um, I'm part of a church plant now and things like that. So Mm -hmm. it's like you ask for these things and like he really does what you ask him to do. You just have to be obedient. Um, So just working on that. I'm not perfect by any means. I still have my ways, but I'm understanding too. And that's another thing that I did. I felt like I had to be perfect in order to be a good Christian. Mm. And that's just a misconception. Like God is going to love me the way I am, no matter how I come to him. I just have to be obedient. So there's no more or less Christian. Right. Like, (laughs) yeah. And I need to, I need to do better with that. Cause I'm like, Oh, I don't know how to pray like this person. So Mm. I'm not a good enough Christian or, you know, so it's just like you get intimidated when you're in spaces that you're not in. I get intimidated when I'm in spaces that I'm not 100% comfortable in or knowledgeable in. I just feel like, oh, I can be better. So let me study this before I be vulnerable in the church or with God. And I don't need to do that. He's going to accept me. Yeah. So there's I think that's a really good point Um, for folks who are, you know, religious in any way or have some spiritual connection with God. Um, there is one song I want you to listen to. Mm-hmm. Um, it's called Talking to Jesus mm-hmm. and it's by Elevation Worship and Maverick City yes, Music. Yes, I know that song. Yeah, that, that song, song made me cry. Yes, because it it it's like layers of building relationship with talking to Jesus. Mm-hmm. And the one thing that um I believe Brandon is, was the guy who was singing this song he said that just talk to your father mm-hmm. like you were his kids. Yes. And that's that's the prayer. Like mm-hmm. I'm just having a conversation with God because right. I I need to talk to him. Right. Right. It, there is no right or wrong way to talk to, to God. Mm-hmm. 
Um, so I think that's a good point. Um, and a lot of folks have, it's this imposter syndrome when yeah. it comes to Christianity. Mm-hmm. Be- I know I was raised in the church mm-hmm. and I was raised in Southern Baptist church. Mm-hmm. Right. So <laughs> anybody who was raised in Southern Baptist churches, you all know how that, that the culture of it is right. like, you're supposed to talk a certain way. You're supposed to walk a certain way. And I'm happy to see that the culture of church is shifting, is looking different. Um, so that's certainly something that all of us can work on. Um, you know, if that's if that's what your avenue, if you're spiritually connected, everybody is a work in progress right. um, when it comes to having a relationship with God. So that's a good one, friend. Thank you for that. And friend. I can say that I can, all of us, I'm, per- I'm working, um, on a better relationship with God mm-hmm. as well. Um, but in terms of, and I guess this kind of has some relation to uh, what you were saying in terms of spirituality and connection with God, but what I'm working on is relinquishing control. Mm, that's a good one for, for you. It, <laughs> for me too. I, 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 I told you it's a whole bunch of things I'm working on. So I didn't want to go down my list, but that is definitely good for you. That- <laughs> Um, and yeah, I'm, I'm personally working on relinquishing control and that where the connection is with the person, the relationship with God is just having faith that everything is going to be okay. Mm -hmm. Like you're not going to see the end result of everything. You're not going to be able to control every point or milestone within the situation. You can control what you can control. Right. And I can be a perfectionist. Like I like Mm -hmm. things done a certain way. I like for things to look a certain way. And if I have control to navigate that, I'm going to try my damnedest to do it. Right. Uh, And that's, it's been a personal challenge for me. Mm -hmm. And it looks like that in motherhood. It looks like that in work. It looks like that in friendships. It looks like that in relationships with family. Just being able to relinquish control and say, you know what? Everything is going to work out just as it should. I'm not about to stress about it. So that is the one thing that I'm personally working on. It's just letting go, letting go, and letting God. Letting go and letting God. <laughs> let go and let God. Just literally relinquishing control and just knowing that I don't have to have say and and do in everything. Right. I can just let things happen and mm-hmm. control what I can. Absolutely. And let my husband do some things sometimes, or let my mama do something, or my dad, or and my friends. The way or, they do and the it. The way that they do it. Exactly. Not your way, but exactly. the way that they do it. Exactly. That's no, a good one. Yeah, that's mine. I'm gonna challenge you on that. I'm gonna hold you Please accountable. Hold me accountable. You, know you I do will. that. I, if that's I don't another do one of your strengths. You hold <laughs> people accountable. Like, did you do? I'm just reminding you. You said. <laughs> and bit health too. Yeah. I really. Oh. So I have these I've been periods. On my ass, y'all. You have. You have. That's so. That I guess that's. But I didn't have a second one. But I just thought about it. Mm-hmm. Um, I have, when I start something, usually like I'll keep doing it until it's just one hiccup can throw me all off track. And usually when it comes to health, like working out, eating right, if I start it and I'm consistently doing it, I'll keep doing it until there's a hiccup. Right. And usually my hiccups are traveling. Yep. Like if we're going out of town, I'm not working out. I'm Mm -hmm. not worried about what I'm eating. And when I get back home, it's like, damn, how do I skip right. back to Tired. doing this, been right? bad, so you just want those bad things. Exactly. So that's that's another one. I'm really working on being more conscious about my health because there are so many health issues in my family when it comes to diabetes and hypertension and um, and cancer. Well, I mean, cancer is not super prevalent, but it is something that's a possibility. Mm-hmm. You just never know. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's something else that I'm personally working on. It's taking better care of myself health-wise. That's a good one. That's on my list, too. I told you, my list is long, child. It's about 100 <laughs> things on there. We can go on. We can have a whole episode. I know. All the things <laughs> that we are working on. But those are really good, friend. Thank and you. And I will definitely uh, be your accountability partner when it comes to that. You already know that. <laughs> a bunch out of you. But, um, yeah, she tried to get up. We were supposed to be working out together, y'all. And one day I called her. This girl had a whole bathrobe on and a cocktail. I said, what? What is going on? What happened? She said, oh, I forgot, child. What? That must have been a long day. That must have been a long day. It was a long day for you. It really was. But still. I, I'm next time I said, nope, I'm not getting off the phone with you until you got that bathrobe and put the drink down. 
But um, <laughs> and I'm gonna tell Ferg on her because Ferg will be on her too about working out and stuff. He so, will. But we try to get um, him back too, so he can't say nothing we to all, me until we about he to do get a, going. We about to do a Mama Pod, <laughs> the real Mama Pod workout challenge. Yes, let's that'll be fun. It. Let's and, talk about yeah. yeah we, we, let us know if y'all want to like if y'all want to do like a 14 day. I don't I don't want to commit to 28 days. We're moms. Shit happens. <laughs> uh, maybe like a 10 to 14 day. I think that would be really good. Thing, even a five day thing, and then. Maybe Just, the yeah, next, like a week. Yeah, let's week. start out. Let's transition into that. Yeah, let us know what y'all think about that um, when it's released. And then we can kind of move forward with that. Like, we're no workout experts, but Mm-mm. like Chloe Ting on YouTube, she my girl, y'all. She'll get you right. She got all kind of stuff. But 15 it, minutes. She, yeah, it's like, like she minutes? has anywhere from 11 minute to 30 minute workouts. And like, you see results. And it's hard, but it's good. But she also now offers like modified workouts and stuff. Cause mm-hmm. I think that was some of her feedback. Like, this is too hard, girl. Yeah, like everybody not in the gym like you. Uh, but she um she started doing modified workouts. And then this is girl on Instagram, not Instagram, TikTok. It's a lot of TikTok workouts out there too. So if y'all know of anything, share them and y'all see something, then we can do it together. It don't have to be on us. Like it could be something that our listeners find mm-hmm. and we can do it together. We could do like a little meetup or something and work I'm out. Down. That's more accountability for yeah, us. Yeah, that's more accountability for us. And we get to see results and feel great and Keep create it, space yeah. and community. And, Keep you know, we're all about that. So Healthy mamas. Healthy mamas. Yeah. <laughs> here for it. So, friend, what are you most proud of? Um, Let's see. And, you know, it can be more than one thing. Let's say three tops because I feel like you have a lot to be proud of. Um, okay, the, I don't know if I have three that I can think mm-hmm. of off the top of my head, but this is one thing that I can certainly talk about. Mm-hmm. So when I was pregnant with Eli, y'all know I had a rough pregnancy. Yeah. Um, if you've been listening to the podcast, you know that I was in graduate school, um, at the University of Missouri in Columbia and, my program was is very research or well, I'm not a part of the program anymore, but it was very research intensive. And before I could get my degree, um, I had the choice of either um, essentially going on an internship or writing a thesis. And if you are or have been in the world of academia, you know that thesis writing requires you to collect data it requires you to write this extensive ass paper and just it requires a lot out of you time wise uh, and mentally and physically hell everything it, it just requires a lot out of you and during my last year I was pregnant with Eli and this was the time that I was collecting data for my thesis writing it and even moving back to Atlanta mm-hmm. so um, while having Eli, you all know my birth story. It was very traumatic and I had to put my, um, my thesis on hold because I wasn't able to co- collect data. I was supposed to, um, have a very low stress life because of the hypertension that I experienced. And I was just supposed to be in a, a healthy and right mind just to get myself well. And, uh, doing all of that, I was required to put my studies on hold. So after having Eli and getting myself into a space where I was comfortable with motherhood, I had to pick that back up because I had to complete my degree. Um, so I had to go into this data collection phase again and mm-hmm. actually write my thesis, which is 40 plus pages, and also move back to Atlanta. So I we moved back to Atlanta in June, it was like June 16th or something uh, of 2020. And I had my thesis defense the week following us moving. Oh, child. So I had to pack up a whole house from Missouri, have an infant child, drive from Missouri to Atlanta with all of this going on, and then move into our place and then have to prepare to do a thesis defense with four of my committee advisors. So I had to prepare a presentation. My paper had to be complete for the most part. And doing all of that during a pandemic with an infant child, 
I was very proud of myself at mm-hmm. the end of that, uh, that whole process. So that's my moment of where I'm most proud doing and dealing with all of that at the height of a pandemic with an infant child at Mizzou trying to finish everything and just close out on a good foot is what I'm most proud of. As you should be. As you should be. Thank you. But that's all I, that's all I can think of. That's a good one. That's a good one. That's good. So what about you? Seriously? What What are you most most proud of? of? So if I have to say most outside of motherhood, of course, um, I would say I'm just proud of where I am today mm-hmm. um, because statistically based on my background, where I'm from, how I grew up, mm-hmm. I shouldn't be here. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And your mom shared that too. Right. I shouldn't be here. Um, so from a young age, I just knew that I was different. Not different as in being better than anybody. I just wanted more. Mm-hmm. And that wasn't always preached to us in a low-income community. Mm-hmm. And I'm originally from New York City. Um, lived there, Harlem. Lived in Harlem at the height of the crack epidemic, gangs, things like that, right? And thank God my mom met my stepdad, my second stepdad, and we were able to get out. Because I don't think... My journey would look, would look like this yeah. if I stayed there. Um, because it's the fast life, right? Um, all you see in those inner cities, and it's nothing wrong with it because I'm very proud of where I'm from. Mm-hmm. I'm not ashamed at all. Um, because it made me who I am. Yeah. But it forced me to grow up very quickly. So things that your average five-year-old would participate in, I wasn't. Like I had to be street smart. Mm-hmm. I had to be book smart. I had to look out for my siblings, you know, mm-hmm. and it just made me grow up so much faster and be way more mature than what I was. Mm-hmm. I'm so thankful that we were able to move out and my sisters didn't have to experience that. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm just really proud of being able to uh, graduate from high school, be the first person in my family to graduate from college with two degrees. Yep have a successful career, you know, met the love of my life, you know, mm-hmm. just really living Defeat out. The odds. Yeah. De- defeating the odds because the odds said I should have been a teen mom or I should have been dating a dope boy, things like that, you know? And so I just always knew I wanted better for myself and I always created goals. And from a little girl, I, I remember this. I wanted to be a pediatrician. Mm. Got to freaking college, took organic chemistry, and I was Ooh. like, "Hell no!" <laughs> that class will turn took it twice, for took you. it twice, and got a C. Okay, <laughs> so I was just like, and I think that was my first C ever. <laughs> so I was just like, "Oh, I'm traumatized. I got a C. I don't know how I'm gonna go to med school and da da da." So I still found a way to work with kids, you know. Yeah. And what I do is very important as well for children. Yeah. Um. So you're great at that. Thank you, friend. Um. Some people beg to differ because you know. Finish your story, uh, right. girl. But anyway, <laughs> so I am very, I'm very proud of that. Just defying, defying all odds mm-hmm. that were against me. Yeah. So, even um, from birth too, because I was supposed to not make it apparently. Yeah. So my mom had something wrong with her appendix and she had to get, sur- it had ruptured or something like that. And she had to get surgery and some medicine was supposed to basically kill me. Isn't that crazy? And weren't you born with your umbilical cord, cord around it your It was an emergency. Too? My mom fell doing stuff she wasn't supposed to be doing. Okay. <laughs> and I think she was painting the nursery or something crazy. I don't know what she was doing. Lord. Fell off the ladder, fell flat on her stomach, instantly started bleeding. And she was eight months pregnant. I was supposed to be born in September. I was born in August. And um, the umbilical cord was wrapped around my neck. So... um as she was giving birth to me, one doctor had basically his hand up her vagina to, like, hold the umbilical cord from, like, choking me while the other one was doing, like, a C-section. <sighs> so, it, it's just from birth. <laughs> like, you know, so I'm very intentional about what I do. Very goal-oriented. And yeah. I'm just very, very proud of that. I, that you should be, friend. You've accomplished a lot of great things, and I hope you know that. Thank you. So um, have you. 
Um, so if there is one thing about your past that you could change, if anything, what mm-hmm. would it be? Dang, that's a good one. I think I would change um, if me and my biological father could have a better relationship in my past. That's it. Mm-hmm. I don't want my parents to be together because then my sisters wouldn't be here or anything like that. Mm-hmm. If we could have just had a better relationship. We have a better relationship now that I'm an adult. Mm-hmm. Um, but as a young girl, and thank God, like I said before, I have my stepdads and things like that. Um, but it's still nothing like your biological parent, yeah. right? They can never be replaced. So being able to know more about my Panamanian side and things Mm -hmm. like that. And thank God I knew who my grandparents were. Mm -hmm. That's one thing my mom made sure and my dad made sure I spent time with my grandparents. But I don't know anything about my Panamanian side as far as like my history or anything like that. Mm -hmm. So being able to hear those stories that I heard from like my grandmother and my great grandmother and things like that Mm -hmm. from my Panamanian side because they were immigrants who came over here. That would have been awesome. Yeah. Right? Family Learning history. Spanish, being fluent in Spanish. I'm mm-hmm. trying to teach, teach myself self as an adult and my kids because um, I know very little. But um, being able to have that, I think I would have really enjoyed and appreciated that. Absolutely. Family so, history is important. Yeah. And I'm, actually, I'm personally on a mission to understand more of where my family's from. Mm-hmm. When I say where they're from, I mean... Dating all the way back to Africa, which okay. to me just seems like it will so be hard. So, are you going to do, do the DNA thing? Because I don't, I don't know. How I feel know. About that. Those are, are sketchy to me. <laughs> I know. It's it really, really real. Are, and it sucks that we have to go through all these loopholes to really understand who we are and where mm-hmm. we're from. Yeah. Um, but I all I know is that I know what tribe of, um, like, I have Native American in my, my okay, bloodline so as well. Mm-hmm. And I know what tribe, like, we're Choctaw tribe, I believe, is what my grandmother shared. Mm-hmm. But I don't know much else. Like, right. there's been rumor about us having Dominican lineage. There's been, like, all everybody has these theories. Right. But nobody knows right. where we're really from, from right. and i i want to know so that's a personal quest that i have yeah um, so family history is important um to to answer the question for me i personally there's nothing i would change that's good and the reason i say that is because i feel that everything happens for a reason mm-hmm. and everything that i've experienced in life has put me where i am now right with myself mm-hmm uh, and I'm thankful for the good and bad of my past. Right. Um, so there is absolutely nothing I would change. That's good. Everything I've gone through has been for a reason. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's been God's path for me. So I, I'm going to stick with it. Yeah, I love that. I'm going to stick with it. Okay, so this is a good one. Okay. Uh, what is your dream for the Real Mama Pod? Ooh, <laughs> the dreams are extensive. Um, But one thing I'll share is that I want us to be a community where mamas just feel comfortable with coming to the table with anything. Mm -hmm. And when I say anything, I mean anything. There's nothing that's off limits. Mm -hmm. Everyone's look of mamahood looks different. Mm -hmm. Um, And the way that folks mama is the way that they mama. Right. (laughs) Right. So I want us to be a community where it's. Like, when I think of community, I think of, like, a huge conference. Right. And when I say conference, I'm not talking about your traditional conference where you have these speaking sessions and all these boring talks about data, just random stuff. I mean, like, having real deal, real mama conversations. We having drinks. We're having good food. Mm -hmm. Everybody's on a platform. Like, there's no spotlight on anyone. We're all the spotlight. Mm -hmm. We're, We're all mamas. We're all here for a common goal and that's to fellowship and be with each other and have fun and vent and do whatever we need to do. Right. Um, so that's one vision I have for the the podcast and just, you know, being as present as we possibly can Absolutely. and relevant as we can. Yeah. So what, what about you? I love that. Um, almost the same vision. I think we kind of align in that area. Mm-hmm. Um, and we talk about it all the time and we have these big dreams for the real mama pod and like, 
it's like we're getting closer and closer to them. Like, it's crazy to see. Uh, but one thing I want to add is uh, mamacation. So, Ooh, yes. uh, we getting lit in somebody's <laughs> tropical island, child. Oh, yes. But, um, yes, I would love to see that. And I would just love mm-hmm. for us to just, just really keep coming with the things that's not talked about. And I know I talk mm-hmm. about that all the time, but like it's time for us to talk about them and they're not always glitz and glammy and they are not always pretty, but you know, one thing as far as like our podcast so far with all our episodes, like it's always a beautiful ending mm. no matter what that mama went through. Like mm-hmm. there's always something that is beautiful in the about end the story at the end. So God take us through like these things to just bring us to more closer to him, closer to him. And sometimes we have to go through things in order for us to realize that we need him. Absolutely. We can't do anything without him. So yeah, that would just really kind of, yeah, I just want to turn up with some mamas. You sold me on the mamacation. Yeah, mamacation. Coming soon. Always here for a vacation. Not coming soon, soon, but like we dreaming it's it coming. and we it's going to come. Like it's, it's going to happen. <laughs> so let us know where y'all want to go. Let's start there. Yes, like send us some ideas on where y'all want to go. Where would you want to go? I'm open, child. Oh, Anguilla, yeah. well, uh, uh, Bermuda, <laughs> Jamaica. It's not like you want to be on the ocean. Somebody island. Shoot, I don't even go to the, key, the Keys in Florida. Just, I want to be on the beach, okay? We can go to a private island. I don't care, y'all. But we will make sure it's affordable and that everybody has a good time. Maybe that could Absolutely. be our first, like, step and like the mom like easing. conference. Yeah, and then we can have conversations about what we want to cover at the mama conference or whatever. Mm, a good planning um, session, but not yeah. not too much planning no, not too to much where we're planning. not enjoying like, the what, vacation. What do you do? Like, but yeah, conversation. Yeah, conversation and stuff like that. And no, we're not trying to be like the mom conference friends or whatever mom friends i would like to actually attend one of those just yes, for fun and absolutely. for educational purposes and things like that but we're definitely trying to do our own thing um <laughs> and we're not trying to step on anybody's toes we're just trying to create more space yes leave um room. leave room, room for it's everybody. room for everybody everybody it, it could be a thousand people doing the same thing and that is okay because mm-hmm. it's room for all of us yep. we are not in competition with anyone we're just our authentic absolutely we run our own race mm-hmm. our own race we're not competing nothing we follow <laughs> those pages and all because i'm rooting for them too yes absolutely room for all mamas and we can all learn from each other absolutely absolutely so friend i know that we talked about um or i think we've shared that this podcast was birthed during the pandemic that we're still in mm-hmm. um but I personally can't say that I would have ever envisioned myself being a podcaster or creator of any sort, like not in this, Mm -hmm. in this realm. Mm -hmm. Um, Do you think, have, did you ever think that you would? So I never imagined myself being a podcaster. No, I love podcasts. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that's why I brought the idea to you. Cause I'm like, damn, we could really like do this. Because I listen to a lot of them. Mm-hmm. I'm always sending you episodes like, listen to this. This is so relevant. Um, but no, I didn't see myself as a podcaster. But I also felt like there was a need yeah, for what we, we all, do. Yeah, because we both have stuff. So that yeah, but that was, it would never crossed my mind. I think I've been listening to podcasts since like 2017 or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and it never crossed my mind that um, I would be doing this. Um, but... As far as being a creator, I think so. I think I just suppressed it for so long mm-hmm. because I really couldn't put my finger on what it would be. What it what it would be because yeah. I'm not an artist. I can't paint. I can't draw. I can't sing. I can't dance. <laughs> I can't do any of that stuff. But I always had like a creative mind, especially when it came to like fashion. Right? Mm-hmm. Fashion is my thing now. I can dress you. I can dress myself. I can dress my kids. I can come up with some cool concepts when it comes around fashion, right? Um, So I thought that was my niche. But then I realized I didn't really like um, dealing with people when they didn't, like, agree with me when I knew some shit was fly. (laughs) And and I'm like, see, I can't deal with that. No, let me just dress myself. Or people, you know, and I'm not saying you have to break the bank. But for certain occasions, like, you got to arise to it. So you have to shop at. Rise to the occasion. Yes, you're going to have to shop at. Like, look, I'm very 
reasonable. I get things from Walmart, Amazon, and then I get stuff from BCBG too. So it just, you know, you have to have a variety of things. Mm -hmm. Um, And so that part of it was very difficult when I was trying to explain people. It's like, you want to look the part, but you want to pay the part. And I can't help you with that. But they say champagne taste on a beer budget. Right. I can't help (laughs) with that. So um, especially if you're trying to look a certain exact way, like I can help help, but not like, yeah, I yeah. don't know. I mean, it so. makes sense. Like you listen to podcasts a lot, right? I didn't, right? But I, I'm very, I'm an open book, very right. vulnerable, and I feel like if there's information that needs to be shared, I'll put it out there. Yeah. So it just made sense. Like you do have a creative mind, yeah, and I'll talk about stuff. Right. We both will, right? So it just made sense for yeah. us to be here, yeah. And I just feel like I'm all, I always have like off the wall ideas or dreams or shower or aha moments when mm-hmm. I'm driving, and it's just like I need to do something with this. Like this, this can't just be bottled up. And mm-hmm. nowadays, you can almost do anything and be considered a creator. Yeah, and that wasn't my mindset before. Um, I was kind of boxed in and I didn't know how to express mm. my creativity. Mm-hmm. And, you know, people are like, no, you are very creative. I'm like, am I? And the, another thing is I come up with th- these things, but I don't know how to execute them. So yeah, then I will fall hard. back again because it's just like, well, I have these ideas, but I don't really know how to get that done. Yeah. You know, so it's just like maybe I'm not a creative. But now that I'm getting older and it's like I went to school for all these years, right? to do what I'm doing and I love what I'm doing, but I also realized like I have There's this so entrepreneurial spirit and this creative spirit and I never tapped into that. Mm-hmm. So now I'm doing that with you. Yeah. And things, and just, things life looks different now. Mm-hmm. It doesn't look the same yeah. as it did even when we were in college. Yes. And when I was what, uh, 24, I guess, if you look 10 years back or whatever, like, I never thought this would be no, my life. Absolutely I not. knew, like, the husband would be there because me and Jerry have been together since we was 19. Eventually, we were going to get married. <laughs> I knew we would have a house, but that's it. And yeah. I knew I would be working, like, in a career, but I didn't know I would have all these side things because going on. Because we weren't socialized nope. to, to think t- to this point. Yeah. I, I'm telling you. So then, so okay, so if we on that, right? So as far as like college, mm-hmm. right? Are you are you okay with Eli and future kids if you guys decide to have more kids? Mm-hmm. Choosing not to go to college and choose an entrepreneur entrepreneur mm-hmm. path. <laughs> so me and John talked path. about that, and we're we're both so we have different mindsets on that. Mm-hmm. Um, I I feel like. College taught me more than just my education. Right. And and it did more for me than give me a degree. I learned so much about myself in college. Mm-hmm. I was able to meet people and network and just and we went to HB we went to an HBCU. Right. So that's a completely different layer mm-hmm. as to why I'm more on the side of I want my child to go to college, particularly FAMU. Mm-hmm. And I want him to have an entrepreneurial mindset. Right. Like, I want him to be exposed to both. Right. Right. So Eli's going to be at homecoming. He's mm-hmm. going to be at anything family related that we can attend. Which we need we to just, start planning homecoming. Yeah, right away. we do need to do that. Um, <laughs> so I, I, I'm, I'm going to introduce him to that. And he's going to understand the work that me and, and Jonathan are doing for ourselves. Right. He's going to know that there are different avenues that mm-hmm. you can take. You don't have to just get this degree and, and work, work in this industry, right? Mm-hmm. Right. And work a nine to five, but you can have this degree and do what you want to do. Right. So I want him to go to college for more of the experience, the experience, mm-hmm. right. And the networking and the networking mm-hmm. and the community. Like, mm-hmm. you know, the family community is solid. Right. There's nothing right. like it. Mm-hmm. And I would not have this experience of community if I wasn't there. Right. Right. Jonathan is he doesn't want to press Eli to go to college Mm -hmm. and he's you know Jonathan has been in school for so long and he's now done but and I think that um that's kind of speaks to to why he's like you don't have to go to college but he's also like you know yes the community the networking the experience is great but he doesn't want to pressure Eli into like we were kind of pressured to go to college 
Because um, we didn't know what was next. No, and our parents didn't either. They sure didn't. They didn't know. Well, neither one of my parents went to college. Mm-hmm. And my dad, I mean, he has a degree now, but he got that while in the military. While in the military. Um, but I just, I am more on the side of him going to college because of the experience, not necessarily the degree, if that makes sense. Same. So I'm the same way. Um, the degree to back you up, right? So you want to be an entrepreneur? Sure. Major in the business because we're going to support you regardless. Absolutely. Um, but I do want them to go to college for the networking purposes. Because nowadays, like, you could pick up trades, Google school. Like, it's mm-hmm. so many things. You don't have to go to college. Um, but I do want them to go for the lessons. Yeah. For the networking, for the experiences. Because it's no, that's the best four years of your life. Yeah. And after that, Damn, you're a whole just, adult. Oof paying bills, doing all kinds of stuff. (laughs) So bump your head a little bit, fall down, whatever, you know, if you graduate Mm -hmm. in five years, just, just get it done. Mm -hmm. Have a good time. Come back with that piece of paper so you could just move forward. But Mm -hmm. if, if if that's not their dream at all, like I'm not going to force them to do it. Yeah. Um, but I would like them to go. And some of my greatest life lessons was at in college. Mm -hmm. It was in college. So I, yeah, I'm on the side of please go to college. But if you don't want to, you got to do something. Right. What are we doing? What's the plan? Right. So. Okay. So what is your favorite episode so far? Oh, boy. I feel I don't really have a favorite because I feel like everything that we talked about mm-hmm. has been relevant mm-hmm. and relevant in its own right. Right. So I, I feel like it would be unfair of me to say what's a favorite because I really I don't have a favorite. Yeah, I think all way. of them have been good. And I there are so many other episodes that are coming up that are so great. I know. Um, but I, I don't have a favorite episode, friend. I'm sorry. I can't answer that question for you. I can't either. <laughs> <laughs> I swear. I'd be like, oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. This one was great. This is my favorite. Oh, my gosh. This is my favorite, too. So I have all of them. All of them are my favorite. It's not one that I'm not happy with. So, or felt like I learned something or had a breakthrough or provided a platform. But, so. Okay. Well, you got any more questions? Yes. (laughs) I do. Of course you do. So, um, as people know, we are really close, close friends. Mm-hmm. And so I want to know from you, um, so what does our friendship mean to you? And why do you think we work so well together? Oh, what is our friendship? <laughs> so I, I think me and you, we understand each other. Mm-hmm. Like we don't always have to say what's going on for us to know what's going on. Mm-hmm. And I think we have that level of friendship because we are very intentional about communicating with each other and understanding where each other is in life. Right. So it's like there's nothing that you don't know about me, mm-hmm. right? I right. don't always have to say everything for you to know because I've talked to you so much that you right. know who I am and mm-hmm. what I'm thinking. Right. It's I don't no have disclaimers. To, I don't have to put an LOL for you to exactly, know. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. That's that's what I mean. So it means that we've we've built this foundation of having a trusting friendship. Mm-hmm. Right. There is nothing. Like I said, I'm not going to find out something about you from somebody else. Right. Not going to happen. Right. And vice versa. So I feel like our friendship is is solid. Like Mm -hmm. there is nothing nobody can come tell me about Devin. Mm -hmm. There's nothing nobody can say about Devin in front of me Mm -hmm. where I'm not. I can be Devin and respond about Devin. (laughs) Right. So and the same goes for you. So it's like. Our friendship is like we're family Mm -hmm. like we're yes we are best friends absolutely and i'm pretty sure the world knows that and my mama even said Devin is my child too (laughs) like this is that's the type of friendship and relationship that we've built right jonathan has shared many a times that you're really my husband (laughs) jared too right like you are really my husband so like our (laughs) our friendship is solid Stuck with me, child. Oh gosh. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, I would say the so same what you thing. think? Yeah, you answered yeah, the question. Yeah, I would say the same thing. You're more like family to me at this point. Like, that's it. Um, and I, I think we work because we truly it's a give and take. 
It's mm. not a take take or a give give. It's a give and take mm-hmm. and transactional, um, like very, in a good way. Yeah, in intentional, a good way. like genuine yes. transactions. We show up to for each other, no matter what. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we used to joke and call each other ride or dies because literally <laughs> that's what we were back in our college days. We were a little wild sometimes. These guys, man. <laughs> But um, yeah, it's more. But that was some of it, Um, you know. So we are far removed from that life. Yeah. Um, Mm -hmm. But you know, we show up for each other. We hold each other accountable. We keep Mm -hmm. it real, even when the truth hurts. Mm -hmm. It's like, well, friend, I know you don't want to hear this, but it's always a now friend. Yeah, and it's (laughs) right. It's always a now friend. Now, could you have said that a little better? (laughs) Do you think you should have done that that way? And it's always all in love, right? I don't have yes. to worry about being in competition with you. Mm-hmm. I don't have to worry about any of that stuff. And like you said, like, and if I do find out about something <laughs> in a group setting or whatever, <laughs> oh, you gonna hear about it? And it could be something very small. It could be you sent a picture to, of Eli before I saw it. Wait, what? Like, what why you going? ain't tell me? Why right. you ain't send me that picture? Why you ain't tell me I ain't go for ice cream? No, I'm joking. <laughs> but no, for real, it's really just that, you know, I think that's why we work. Because we understand each other. Um, we give each other grace. And it's just like, you know who I am inside and out. And I don't have to think about oh is this person trying to hurt me or yes. is this tr- person trying to betray me or is this person it's none of that and i think it's been like that since we've met like we just yeah. instantly connected and um and that was like, how many years ago at least 15 how long you been with jared because that's when we 15 met. dang we've been friends for 15 years. 15 years so wait are y'all going to 15 or 16 July. this year no 15 this okay yes yeah, so 15 mm-hmm so, um, yeah, we're going to be 15 and Kendra and I are going to be 15 because we literally met like weeks apart. Yeah. So, and I remember um, you telling me. Yeah. I'm, like, I'm talking to this new this guy. guy. He's oh so fine. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and it's crazy because I introduced Kendra and Jonathan. So it's yeah. just like full circle. And Jonathan and I have been friends longer than Kendra and I have been friends. Yeah, so when Devin introduced us, me and Jonathan weren't even checking for each other. If y'all know Devin, y'all know she's gonna press. Like, y'all should do this. Kendra, you should. <laughs> Jonathan, you should ask her for her number. You should do it. And we were like, uh, mm, okay. Well, it was a unique situation, okay? Can I share? You say Jonathan would care. Do, he don't care. Okay, he don't care. He'll be alright. <laughs> anyway, so, um, Jonathan and I have been friends for, what, 16, 17 years? I don't know. He came in a year under me, after me. And we were psychology um, majors, so we did a lot of the same stuff. So he was like my little brother. And (laughs) we did grad school. We did different programs, but we were still always together because we had similar classes or whatever. And he is really, really smart. It takes me a long time to understand concepts, especially <laughs> when it comes to stats. So Jonathan was like my go-to, like, please help me because I do not want to fail and I do not understand this. And you make it seem so easy, so help me. So after, like, finals and stuff, we would go out for drinks and stuff. Well, he was dating this girl, and she was a nice girl. Like, I was rooting for them. They were a cute couple or whatever. Not cuter than Kendra and Jonathan. No, but they nobody were, they will were, ever they be. They were a nice couple, but they were, like, going through some stuff. They had broke up, and then he started dating another girl. Same concept. Like, I'm going to root for him. That's your girl, whatever. And so they were on a break, or they broken up or something. We go for drinks at Chili's. It's only a handful of places Old Tallahassee, because new Tallahassee. Oh, Applebee's. Okay, Mm -hmm. Applebee's. (laughs) We used to alternate between Applebee's and Chili's. But um, went to Applebee's, and his ex-girlfriend at the time, he was texting her when we were in class, and she was giving him, like, all these excuses. He was trying to, like, help her with the paper or something. And she was, like, trying to blow him off. So I was like, man, F that. Let's go get some drinks like we always do. (laughs) And so we go get drinks, and here is his little ex-girlfriend at the bar with a man. So I was like, oh, hell no. Nah. She ain't going to play my dog like that. So I couldn't act like I was with Jonathan because I would have done that, but I was in a relationship. I We were long distance. I didn't want anybody to go back and tell Jared I was with some man or whatever. So I was like, you know what? I got a plan, Jonathan. I'm going to call my best friend. She'll come up here. So he was like, I was like, you want me to call her? Because you look like your feelings are hurt. He was like, I don't care. That was cold for yes. Of course, he's not going to say yes. So that was cold for yes. 
And I called Kendra. She was like, well, I'm going to come by Kobe playing tonight. So you got to wait to after this game. Yeah. And I was the like. Lakers, <laughs> Kobe Bryant, Woo recipe. <laughs> so I was like, okay, girl, just hurry up. Like, my friend needs this. So she comes out. But when she comes, the girl leaves. So it kind of, like, defeats the purpose of what I was trying to do. <laughs> and so, but Kendra still came. And she's like, hey, cool. I was like, Jonathan, ask her for her number. He was like, all right. And then um, <laughs> that was that. They wasn't checking for each other, and then somehow they rekindled. So that's why I say I introduced them. <laughs> but I'm happy that, because they corrected me on that because I was like, I'm the one who got y'all together. It's like, no, actually, you introduced us. So I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, Ain't gonna we my face. Checking for each but, other. Yeah, but now they're married and just celebrated five years. I have a beautiful yes, baby boy with my, my nephew. But yeah, that was a fun, fun story. It um, is. It is a funny story. Or even in our um so we got this book made for our wedding guest book essentially and it has all these pictures in it and it tells this story of like how we met and i it's a picture of me jonathan and devin <laughs> it says how did we meet so we answered the question honestly we did meet through devin yeah and there are even pictures of us like in the same space and mm-hmm. we didn't know each other yeah it's just crazy how the world works yeah so they were always around each other through just, me because kendra would come to like the psych i would like be like you have to come and support me because ain't nobody gonna show up to these events and we need people so she would be right there supporting her friend oh. and there was jonathan then it was so funny but i'm glad they met when they met and yes now we have a beautiful life together yeah i couldn't imagine myself with nobody else so it all worked out in god's this is god's plan god's plan so um but friend i are you done with your questions yes (laughs) so this was a really great episode i really enjoyed this and this was needed like like we said like we know that you all have been listening to us we've had several episodes like i can't believe we've had as many episodes i know i'm so proud but it's been with people that we're interviewing and it's like folks have been like we can we get to know y'all more and we had to really sit and reflect on that like you know what we do need to have more conversations with just us so I think this was a really good conversation. All right. And I'm happy you came with all your questions, friend. Yay. Devin came with most of these questions. Thank y'all. you. I'm always I'm asking just showing questions. up. I told y'all. <laughs> it's intentional. I'll be asking all the questions. <laughs> but anyway, so friend, it's time for Mama Juice. Ooh. Hey, it's time for Mama Can Juice. Can y'all hear my clap? Hey. Oh. What are we drinking? Um <laughs> <laughs> So today's drink is real chill. I didn't think of nothing. <laughs> I sure didn't. Um, but I am intentional about trying black-owned beverages. And McBride Sisters, they have a good line of wine. Mm-hmm. And I've tried, like, their Chardonnay, I think. Mm-hmm. And I'm not even a Chardonnay drinker. And their Chardonnay is pretty good. I've tried their Red Blends, which are good as well. But what we're trying today is called She Can. Mm-hmm. And this flavor is Island Citrus. So it's like a bottle, not bottled, it's canned up. It's yeah. a canned up dry rosé. Mm-hmm. And when you think of citrus, what do you think of? Like grapefruit, lemon, mm-hmm. lime. And they even have some guava and kiwi notes mm-hmm. to it too. So um, this is what we're drinking today. We're, we're it's lending. It's tasty, y'all. Yeah, <laughs> we're it's lending tasty. over to a, another black owned drink so Mm -hmm. we started off our podcast with the mermosa wines Mm -hmm. um but today we're trying out the mcbride sisters oh so maybe we can incorporate that whenever we have a one-on-one episode or something try to find a new Mm -hmm. i see where you're going with the trends you know okay trendsetter we might have to slide that in there okay so yes she can island citrus dry rosé from the mcbride sisters i love that so what's going on in mama's corner mama's corner so <laughs> somebody actually dm me um it's okay i'll take them dm yes i'll take the feedback the email whatever y'all know i love me some mama's corner so uh this one is from, it's the joy for me yes it's the joy it's gonna be the joy every time for uh, one of our loyal listeners uh laura k she's been so supportive and, hey laura yes we love you girl and like she always gives feedback she's just amazing um get you a laura y'all <laughs> get you a laura yes <laughs> anyways but um 
she is currently expecting her first baby mm-hmm. and her question was or really like statement or wanting to know was really if we can really dive dive deep into postpartum because she feel like she's not prepared okay. she listened to the guys episode and heard about <laughs> what did she pull from the there? uh the diaper and ever since then <laughs> she's when been Jonathan say he ain't dropping diapers yeah or something jared <laughs> said we had diapers or something like that i don't remember but it was something with the diaper and i was like yeah, you wear a pretty long pad. So it's like a diaper. You might, and with the mesh underwear, it's just a diaper. So um, she was like, can y'all go in a little bit more detail? Because I am not prepared. I don't feel like I'm mentally prepared for postpartum. I'm not really seeing much of anything. Um, mm-hmm. So can y'all just talk about your experiences? So I told her, sure. Okay. So she's, what they were referring to was like the physical aspect. Yeah. So I think more of the physical, like, um, what we went through, I can, I can chime in if you need to think, because that was so far back too. And a lot of times you, you block this stuff out. Like you go through it, but then you kind of forget. Mm -hmm. And so then you be like, nobody told me this. And it's like, they probably didn't tell you because they probably didn't remember. Cause I remember feeling that way. Like why nobody told me this? But then it's like, when you are a year out, two years out, you start, it just start going. You forget. Yeah. You forget. So I'm sitting here trying to think like, yeah. So, um, whether you get a C-section or have a vaginal birth, you will have, you will bleed. Um, and sometimes they say you may bleed up to 10 days for me. I bled for like three weeks. Yeah, it was a long time. And then right after that, my period came. So it was just like really annoying. For both Drew and Jay Um, or just? For Jay, my period didn't show up to July. He was born in April. But for Drew, had a cycle. I mean, sorry, I did the postpartum bleeding. Mm -hmm. And then I got a period right after. uh, Right at the six-week mark. Then it went away and came back at three months. Jay got a period in July, and then my period didn't come back until eight months postpartum. Mm-hmm. So sometimes when you're nursing, you may not get a period. Mm. So that's another thing to kind of point out there, because you may be like, where's my period? What's going on? When you go to the doctor, they may ask you when it was your last period. But I also made sure to tell them I'm nursing, so this is why I don't have a period. But I don't think I'm pregnant. Because <laughs> they try to track that to make sure you're pregnant or uh- not. Um, so y'all know Eli was premature, so he was a pretty small baby mm-hmm. coming out my <laughs> vagina. Mm-hmm. Um, so I didn't have any like rips or tears. Um, but I know that's something that some moms do experience mm-hmm. and everybody's postpartum looks different. Mm-hmm. So Devin's look different than mine. Mine looks different than Devin's. Mine looks different than the next mama. So it really depends on like your body. Mm -hmm. Uh, But one thing I can remember is um, the blood clots. Mm -hmm. Now, like you said, every mama does bleed despite what type of um, birth story she has. But I remember having to measure the blood clots that would come out because they Mm -hmm. were pretty pretty big. And if you don't know what, or that your your body's experiencing that or will experience that, it'll scare the shit out of mm-hmm. you. I was out of it a lot of the time um, during my birth story because of the magnesium. Um, and Jonathan and my mom were there to listen to a lot of what the doctor said. And I remember being in the bathroom at the hospital and peeing and seeing this big ass clock mm-hmm. drop in the toilet. And I was like, what the hell? Like, I'm bleeding. Something's mm-hmm. not right. And Jonathan came in there. He was like, babe, the doctor said that you will have blood clots that will come out. Mm-hmm. And we just have to watch the size of them. Yep. Like if they're certain, if they're bigger than what they're supposed to be, of course, like they'll check and make sure everything is fine. But what you see here is normal. Mm-hmm. So he had to educate me right? <laughs> um, because I was so out of it. Um, but that's one thing that I can um, I can speak on. It's just the blood clots that come after right. you deliver Um, and then the nursing piece, if Mm -hmm. that's something that you're interested in doing, like it takes time for your milk to, to start up. Yes. So just giving yourself some grace there with that process, Mm -hmm. because stressing over it will not make it come any quicker. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, that's. Yeah, maybe buy That's some backup point. formula just in case. Yes. But the hospital should provide you with some. If, you know, I would just have some stash or get some from the hospital. Uh, two things I wanted to point out that I remember. Make sure you request your stool softeners as soon as you give birth. 
um, because that would help you when it's time for you to go to number two the first time. I, I heard it was painful. Thank God I didn't have to experience that because I made sure I got my stool softeners. Also, when you're checking out, take whatever the hell it is that you want to take because they're going to charge you for it anyway. So the extra diapers, the nipple cream, the uh, spray bottles for you to spray your coot, the ice pack, <laughs> the mesh panties, all of that. Take all of it because Everything. it really helps you. Like I, I found some mesh panties the other day and I was just like, damn, how many did I take? <laughs> um, but yeah, it'll really help you. And then the Frida line, Frida, yes, Frida, they came out with the whole postpartum kit. If you wanted to buy that, you can. F-R-I-D-A. Um, yeah. Frida. Yes. Um, they have that. Or you can put it on your registry. That'll be extremely helpful. But like I said, you can get a lot of stuff from the hospital because they're going to charge you for it. Uh, and that's nipple shields. That's mm-hmm. pretty much any pampers. Like, take all Wipes, of it. Wipes. Yeah. All that stuff. Take all of it. They give you butt cream. Yep. Take the butt cream. Um, what else? It's <laughs> a bunch they, of stuff. Yeah, it's a lot of stuff. Yeah, take it all. So. Put it in your bag. And don't be afraid to ask questions. If you feel like you have a headache or feeling dizzy, those type of things, check your blood pressure. Check, check, check your blood pressure. Um, because so many uh, women get diagnosed with postpartum preeclampsia or postclampsia don't yeah but basically when your blood pressure is high um so don't be afraid to like just kind of know yourself and if you're not feeling right Mm -hmm. ask um, questions if you're not feeling good get it checked out and you're not gonna sleep don't 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 entertain the question is the baby sleeping through the night yet tell them people fuck you like (laughs) like do not ask that question because you'll be thinking um your baby should be sleeping through the night and that's just not true that's just not true Mm -hmm. Um, all those questions don't feel pressured yeah to answer them even yeah and sleep it through sleep training works for some kids and it doesn't work for others like jay really responded to sleep training drew didn't start sleeping through the night until he was three and a half so um yeah just really depends anything else friend no laura if you need us you know to tap into us and that's any mama mama. yeah i appreciate that question though absolutely it's a great question we are here you can write us on the mama pod account you can write our individual accounts seriously if y'all have questions please let us know we are more than happy to talk about it we're open books and if we don't have the answers we sure we know somebody who does yes we will try to find them speaking of where can they find us if they have questions friend? oh yeah so you can follow us at the real mama pod on instagram tiktok facebook Snapchat. I mean everything. We don't have everything. We don't have Pinterest. No Snapchat. Oh, we friend. don't have a Snapchat. <laughs> we got a TikTok. <laughs> okay, we got a TikTok, girl. I don't know none of them things. Kendra uh manage all of those accounts. So yep. Uh and then you can reach me uh my personal Instagram at Dev D E V as in Victor Grace G R A C E underscore. All right. You. And I'm at Kendra Ferg underscore. And that's K-E-N-D-R-A-F-E-R-G underscore. And please visit our website too. Yeah. com. We have merchandise, mama merchandise. We have information about us. And yeah. Oh yeah. And then our email. Um, if you want to write us for Mama's Corner, if you want us to plug something, you know, we'll start having sponsorship packages as well. Working on that, but that's at, um, excuse me, that's mama, M-A-M-A, at therealmamapod.com. Well, I enjoyed this episode. I did too, friend. I think it was needed for All sure. All right. And we'll have everything in our description box. All right, mamas and mamas to be and anybody listening. Yes, anybody. We will talk to y'all later. Bye. Bye. Stay at home on 9 to 5, raising your babies with joy and pride, a real